Hi, and welcome to the awesome DIY wedding planning podcast from Wedding Espresso. Fun, relaxed DIY wedding planning chats with the pros. Now sit back and relax. It's time to carpe wedding diem, baby. Hi, Karina. Lovely to see you. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm very well. And yourself? I'm really, really good. It's been lovely today. Nice and sunshine down here in Essex. Awesome. Plenty of smiles. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. So you are Karina Ayanu. Uh, have I pronounced that right? Yes, you have. It's fine. Um, and your company is Love Life Photography by Karina. And uh-huh. obviously, uh, by the name, you are a, a wedding photographer. Yes. So when we initially came across your work, uh, something really, really stuck out in my mind. And it's something I'd like to kind of discuss with you today, if that's okay. Yeah, and it was it was um, the topic of photography and colouring, and I was thinking about this as a kind of a broad issue. So the topic uh, title today is timeless wedding photos, colour versus black and white. Because mm-hmm. um, if we scoot back just uh, maybe just a couple of years or maybe even less, um, there was a real trend in the industry to to provide some really heavy colour processing, and I reckon if you if you shop around today, you can probably still find photographers that do it. Um, very, very stylized, very kind of heavy image manipulation. And I noticed from your website that two things, actually, that your colors are really natural, um, which I think is is kind of the trend at the moment. And natural looking colors are obviously going to provide timeless photographs. Yeah, um, so that's a really, really great place to start. And then also... I noticed that your black and white images, the black and white is spot on. Now, if you get, you probably know as a photographer, if you get black and white wrong, it just becomes like a muddy gray. Um, Really, really important to kind of get the highlights and also get those nice rich blacks as well. And your danger of flatness, isn't there? Absolutely. Your images just ping. So let's have a talk about it. Um, First of all, you know, color versus black and white. Why, Why do brides have to receive both. Um, what happens? How does it work? Um, well, I've been thinking about this since you sent me the question. Um, and I think for one, when, when I was looking back at my own imagery um, and I was looking at why I'd chosen one as black and white and one I'd, why, I, why I had chosen some as colour, um, and what struck me was that the images that were black and white were... Um, they needed like a certain mood to them. So perhaps silhouettes um, or another reason was um, it kind of worked well with some of the sort of, not candid, but sort of action documentary shots, um, mm-hmm. ones which aren't necessarily posed and ones which aren't um, sort of, you know, from a distance. It sort of, it kind of gave it some movement. It sort of, the color takes away um, okay. maybe different distractions. Um, so it kind of gives a little bit of a documentary feel to it, I think. I suppose, um, kind of historically speaking, the way people have received colour mm. is probably starting out with black and white TV, isn't it? And then moving into the big wow at the time, which was colour TV. Yeah. And so, I mean, even photography, um, it's kind of followed a similar trend. If you look at old photography, it's all black and white um, and fantastic quality. Um, and then obviously we introduced colour cameras. Um, but the early color cameras, the quality wasn't as good as the black and white. But I think we have parity nowadays. Yeah. Um, 
so obviously it, it's it's up to the discretion of the uh, of the artist really to decide which way it goes um so i liked the point that you raised about color being a distraction because obviously mm. people think color wow that's the future everything in color but actually there are times when like you said and i think i totally agree with you that color is a massive distraction yeah it certainly can be um and that's what that's like i said my first reason it, it's it's nice if there's a mood or a silhouette that you're sort of playing with light it you know um not just wedding photography but just photography in general if it just adds a certain um a certain feeling to it um and I mean, it, can we use the word timeless we can use the word timeless yeah <laughs> if you like yeah it can be timeless as well um, and timeless in the fact referring to your first point about the um, the use of color and editing um, like you say there's a lot of presets out there and there's a lot of what um, clients talk to me about filters um, and photoshopping and um, yes there's an element of that in my work but I really really try and keep it to to as natural as possible and um, obviously there's um, you can see that I've worked with the images, but I've always tried to keep it on the side of, is there a filter or is that the sort mm. of, you know, and I think that's important. I mean, I'm not adverse to it. I, I use it occasionally, and but I do generally like to keep keep it fairly natural. And But I tell you one thing, it's quite difficult to stick to that because you, it's, you know, should you follow the trend, you know, and. I'm my biggest critic, so I look at other wedding photographers right, and think, okay. oh, should I do that? Because, you know, perhaps that's what couples want, you know. But then I think to the couples that have chosen me as their wedding photographer, um, and I think, well, no, they've obviously seen my website, they've obviously mm -hmm. seen my work, um, and they've chosen me for a specific reason. Um, and so you being authentic to yourself? Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, that's the difficulty. You have to be authentic to yourself and your style, and you do develop that. I mean, I look back at when I first started wedding photography and I was working with um, a wedding photography couple, um, and I'll give them a shout out. Carruthers and Hobbs in Chelmsford, that's where it all started. I sort of started some work experience with them and they were fantastic. Um, and I looked at the way that they edited their photos, and it was, um, I would, similar to how I do it, you know, they, they're very natural. Um, and I think presets can also be a distraction. So presets, mm. if you over um, kind of edit your images can be a distraction as well and kind of take the focus away from the actual um, emotions from the day and also what the couples want. I think, um you know, obviously we're treading a lot of kind of technical ground here. So yes. just, just, to re just to recap for people, right? Sorry. Out there. Uh, no, it's my <laughs> fault. It's my fault. Um, images that are provided from wedding photographers are mm -hmm. not straight out of the camera. And no. <laughs> I think there's a misconception that edit means trim. But, mm -hmm. in, but we're talking about the processing or maybe the, the optimization, the balance uh, especially sort of the contrast, making sure that the images pop, are exciting and vibrant. That's what we're talking about with um, with editing, especially colour and black and white processing. Um, so just to make that clear. So And also the finer details, so you might get like a, a fire alarm. I'm a stickler for things like that. If there's like a fire alarm or um, something that's not quite right in the image, um, I spend a lot of time on that and I can sometimes spend a bit too much time because I'm like, right, 
I've got another 500 images to edit. Come on, crew, go on. So yeah, there's a, you know, there's, you have to stop at some point, but um, yeah. So it's not just the color processing or um, black and white. It's like you, like you're saying, color optimization, um, trying to uh, adjust the lighting in an image. Um, so yeah. So do you have a favorite? Obviously you process color and black and white. Some photographers uh -huh. will only do color. Some photographers will only do black and white. Most do both. Uh -huh. um, so do you have a color or does it really depend on the subject and the image? Um, it really does depend on the subject and the image. Um, like I said, if an image warrants it, and I think the more you, uh, the more experience you get, um, the more weddings, the more couples um, that, you, uh, that you work with, uh, you kind of get a feel for which image is right for black and white and which is good for colour. And um, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, that looks great in black and white and colour. And I'll offer both because, you know, it's it's nice to have a selection. And I've also got to think that it might just be my personal preference, but I like to give the couples an option too. That's awesome. We, um, it's funny you should say that actually, because we recently had my son's naming day mm -hmm. and we decided to have that photographed, uh, by a very semi famous local wedding photographer. Um, and one of the things that she provided as part of that package was actually a full set of black and white and a full set of color. So oh, as nice. a bit, as a bit of a photo geek myself, I was able to kind of go through and literally kind of hand pick myself which ones I felt, you know, resonated. And I think, you know, going through that process myself as not a professional photographer, um, I think I ended up with about 20% black and white and about 80% color. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is your balance on average? What, what would people receive? Um, I would say that's about right. I would say it's about 80, 20, um, because it, it just seems to work that way. Um, I think with wedding photography, like I say, there's a selection which is great for black and white, you know, the mood setting, focusing on details, or like I explained, like the documentary style where it just kind of something happens and it just looks brilliant in black and white because you're mm. focusing on what's happening there and then rather than, oh, the, the colour of, you know, the background or the clothes that people are wearing. It's sort of right. focusing on people's expressions and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely about 80, 20, I would say. Um, it's, it's interesting because I was looking back, like I say, at some of my galleries just to kind of pick out a couple of favorite or just like in my mind to, to prepare myself. And, um, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's sort of, I kind of have like maybe four color and then a black and white and then four color and then another black and white. And it, it also helps with like, um, this is going to sound <laughs> like a visual rhythm of images okay. because yeah. it's, you're not, especially with a wedding series, you're not just getting, you know, um, and the arrival of the bride, the exchange of rings, the bouquet, you're getting a whole story and you, it's color and black and white builds that narrative. So it's also really important to think along those sides too. Mm, that's interesting. I, mm. like, I like the idea of a flow, that's really cool. Yes. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, but camera technology these days is incredible. Mm -hmm. And we do have access to some very, very low light capable lenses. Mm. Uh, but, but I myself have been in a situation, and this isn't even recently, this was years ago, where we were asked to film a candlelight Christmas ceremony in a dark church. 
So as you can as you can imagine, this is pushing the limits of the technology. I'm laughing thinking absolutely. about it because I... <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we don't we didn't have ISO, which is the camera setting. We had gain on the video, so it was gained to the max. Everything was maxed out to try and get some kind of image through the Merc, um, and we succeeded. But obviously. Uh, the the capability to uh, manipulate color in video is not as strong as it is in stills because there's so much more information recorded in the stills. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had to go black and white to save an image? Oh, um, because because a grainy looking color image <laughs> is horrible, but a grainy looking black and white image can be something magical, can't it? It, it adds. It yeah. doesn't detract. Um, I in my head, I kind of knew a question like this was coming because. Um, Sometimes, and um, you'll have to resort to black and white because, like you say, um, you're you could potentially be shooting in, for instance, a Tudor barn where in Essex there are a lot of venues which are sort of quite you know dark interiors. Um, it could be bright summer outside, but inside you're going to have dark wood, dark chairs, small windows, and not the best lighting. Um, so so nothing, is refl- nothing is reflecting no. it, it's just absorbing it, yeah. Yeah. Which so can look fantastic with fairy lights, but it when can. it comes to photography, difficult. Well, that's, it, it is very difficult to manage. And when you're um, trying to capture precise moments, and you can't go back and say, can you just mm. exchange vowels again and or exchange yeah. rings? It's, it's a one shot. Yeah, it's a one shot and you have to get it. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit it's sometimes that's a great shot, but I've had to whack my ISO right up mm-hmm. and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, and shutter speed as, well, I say as low as I can go without getting blur or movement, something like that. And you will get the image and go, oh, if only I didn't have to go that high in ISO, but you have to. And sometimes black. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. limitation of the gear. Yeah. And black and white can sometimes save you with that and but fortunately like i say you can use it um in a positive way um and it again accentuates the narrative and the mood of the picture yeah i mean i I have i have seen i have seen full galleries that have shot deliberately with film grain to look to look stylistic and it does look great i mean it's another aspect of that kind of maybe timeless kind of look and feel so that's that's cool well um at the moment i mean with um sort of editing capabilities, there are um, tools to add grain and add mm. texture when sometimes you're thinking, I'm going to take that away. But um, yeah, and even with the presets that we were talking about earlier, it's, you know, you can use them. And um, obviously there's a sliding scale of how much you want to use that preset of editing or, or filter um, to your image. So, and if you whack it to the top, you know, it can be very grainy and that's color as well as black and white amazing well karina would you believe it we are almost out of time that went very quickly Um, very very quickly before we go how can brides and grooms get in touch with you and see more of your work (coughs) well they can visit my website at www.lovelifebykarina.com and i'm on facebook i'm on instagram i'm on twitter and it's um if you search love life Photography by Karina or Love Life by Karina. Um, I'll probably come up. Um, and also, if you'd like to um, email me, it's Karina, 
underscore photos at yahoo.com. And I think you're putting links on as we well. We will put links under this video yeah. as well, yes. Okay. And it's Karina, C-A-R-I-N-A. Good call. Brilliant. Right. Well, Karina, thanks very much for that. That was really, really informative. Um, really, really enjoyed chatting to you. That was awesome. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been great. It's, uh, it's been our pleasure. So, um, yeah, it's bye from us for now. See you later. Bye. bye. <laughs>